Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Bengals and the Rams now. Seven and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Evan McPherson, good from 54 yards out. Give the Bengals a 19-9 lead over the Rams. The Rams have not looked good. We've seen a lot of balls that Matthew Stafford's thrown, bouncing off of players' hands. He's so slow. He's like all the young quarterbacks. He's slow to get rid of the ball. They don't look in sync. Uh, as much as you know, he finds Atwell, Nakua. You know these guys have been fines this year so far. Uh, it just doesn't seem like they're in sync yet. And uh, the Bengals even playing a C plus game right now on top nineteen nine. Although I will say this: uh, earlier in the game, Tutu Atwell caught a pass and he kind of tight roped it down the sidelines and got into the end zone for a touchdown. However, it was overturned and it was ruled that he stepped out of bounds. I don't know that he stepped out of bounds. Because, I don't think it was conclusive. Because yeah, but it, but the fact if it wasn't conclusive that he stepped out of bounds, it getting overruled was a really big deal because yeah. Atwell, you could tell he catches the ball and he's got a couple of steps. He's 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 moving toward the sideline and he leaps into the end zone. It was ruled that he stepped out of bounds at about the two yard line. But you watch the replays; he doesn't come all the way down with his foot. He just comes down with the with the top part of his foot, you know, the, on the balls of your feet, because probably he knows, hey, if I come down with my entire foot, I might come down out of bounds. You know, players do that. And he had the body control to just come down on the on the balls of his foot 
and leap into the end zone. I never saw the bottom of his foot touch out of bounds. Now it's close. Now seeing that play, that's one of those plays that screams out, okay, whatever the call is on the field, that's the call. And yet to go and say you have you have overwhelming evidence that he was that he was not uh, in bounds. That's not overwhelming. I don't understand how that was ruled that way. I mean it. The best thirty for thirty. The best documentary you can have is I want a documentary of what people are looking at. And I want every single. I want all the shots. I want every single people behind the scenes, person behind the scenes. What are you looking at? How can you say that this is this and th- this was a catch? This wasn't. Well, but is this where you have the uh, the video capabilities like you're an FBI agent? Right or the I am an FBI agent, <laughs> or or the uh, security and surveillance room of the Montecito from the show Las Vegas, mm. where they could blow things up with crystal clarity <laughs> and see whether there was uh, you know part of his foot out of bounds. To me, I, I'm with you. I've watched it now, and I've had it on a loop here as we're talking just now, uh, time and again, and I, I don't see how you, you rule that. I will say this, though. I, anybody that played uh, McPherson in your fantasy league, four out of five tonight, including Oof. a 54-yarder just now, to which Steve DeSager was so excited, he got his hands up. So I don't know if he's got him in a fantasy league. I think, wait, wait, let's see DeSager. He, he was just calling it along with, it's good. If I told <laughs> you, if I told you, what if I told you, Steve DeSager is in an all-kicker fantasy league. He only draft kickers. And you know, it's only kickers every <laughs> he week. He is one of the most interesting men I've ever met. Steve, so, you Steve know, are, you in, are you in that league? Are you in that all-kicker no, fantasy league? sadly, I'm in one where we can only have Titans and Bears. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> you want to so, add a jet or two while you're at so it? My current state? So my current game right now is 14-9 in fantasy. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> yeah, the Bengals game tonight is outscoring us. There you have it. <laughs> no, actually, I did quite well this weekend, even with A Chain still on the bench. Oh, yeah. No, it's A Chen. Yeah, now. what's the No, what's no the, longer the, the It was A Chain, now it's A Chen. Yeah. Well, when you have 50 fantasy dolphins, points, yeah, you, you get to call you yourself get whatever. to decide, uh, yeah. you know, what you get called. Yeah. yeah no, I will say the kicker for the Bengals tonight, he tried a his longest attempt very early. I think it was the first drive oh, yeah. this evening and missed that wide. It looked like he had the distance. So if he had made that, he would be, what, five for five? And mm-hmm. that would include 56 and 54 and 53 yards. He's the bulk of the offense tonight. Could you do a fantasy league where all you had were kickers and punters? I once had sure. a, a league a kicking and punting fantasy league. It's just math. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how would you? How would you do it for a? How would you do it for a punter though? Well, but punters you inside had, the twenty like inside would be the a twenty category. would be a point. Okay. Sure. Net, so, not not net, gross. Okay. Average tackle on a punt return is, is oh, worth it. Oh, okay. bonus point. That's good. All right. All right. Kicker and punter. I mean, how many would you have? Would you play like, would you have a kicker and a punter and a flex spot? Like, it could be a kicker or a punter. See, this was the problem with the Raiders last night. Because usually we, fantasy football players, you get extra points. Like, these long field goals are four and five points for Evan McPherson hmm. managers, right, that own him on their fantasy team. That was the problem with Josh McDaniels last night. He kicked the field goal against the Steelers. Yeah to go down by five, thinking just one more kick would do it. Let's just line up really long and Carlson could do it for us. Did he Not learn true. nothing from Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in, you know, a playoff game a couple years ago? Right. Speaking of a certain team that Rodgers plays for, or maybe doesn't play for currently, yeah. we'll I thought after the last we'll couple of weeks, yeah. maybe... Uh, 
all brakes, no gas. Is, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually, actually yeah. that's a new the T-shirt. Yeah, that's a new exactly. T-shirt. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, thank happy you. to help. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> except not at all. Uh, so that's what sit where we sit right now. Again, McPherson having a big night. Nineteen nine Bengals with the lead. Seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Going into this week, Cowboys were the best team in the NFL. Second. Right? Going well going into this week. I argued that last week, week though that yeah, they but, were second. But Miami, and I was right. Miami was a little boy. Okay, but but at the time, <laughs> the Cowboys were more dominant. They're on both sides they of the football. The They're the best. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> After watching the Cowboys yesterday, and it was it was awful watching the Cowboys yesterday. Because I'm watching Josh Dobbs lead the team downfield where Zach Wilson could do nothing the week mm-hmm. before. I'm watching the defense. Pick off Dak Prescott and 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 force turnovers when the Jets defense just couldn't do anything. And I know that there's a big push. Oh, the Cowboys lose this game. And the general consensus that you've seen from people so far over the last 24 hours was, ah, you know, Cowboys fat cat syndrome. Uh, they were flat after the first two games. They had their opener against the Giants, which they really wanted to win. Their home opener against the Jets, they came out. And they did. They came out, they came out on fire. They came out with purpose in both of those games. But here they are. They're playing the Cardinals. Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL. They come out flat and they lose. That's been the general consensus. But let me throw something that's kind of a darker side for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's okay? go. Right, because after seeing this and seeing the way they played yesterday and suddenly Dak looked like just an average quarterback, maybe the Cowboys are just a little overrated and maybe the Jets and Giants both just stink. Okay? Because think about this for a second. Okay. What have we seen so far in the three games both of those teams have played? Both of their teams, their offenses are awful. Now, you don't know what the Jets' offense would look like with Aaron Rodgers, but what we can say is, what does the Jets' offense look like with Zach Wilson? It's terrible. And not only has, has that happened, but it's shown that there's deficiencies elsewhere on the team. Because you watch yesterday, and the Jets' receivers couldn't get open. No. So it's not it's not all on Zach. It, it's, it's Zach Wilson. It's The Jets' receivers couldn't get open. So now, okay, so outside of Garrett Wilson, uh, the Jets' receivers aren't very good. Jets' offensive line, not very good. Right? You watch the Patriots be able to manhandle them. Right. So the Jets offensively, they stink. All right. The Giants offensively, they stink. They had two quarters of good football against well, the Cardinals. Two out of twelve. And that's it, right? And the, now you look at the Giants. What? They're they're receiving uh, uh, weapons, not very good. They're all guys. No Saquon. Jags. Yeah. No yeah. Saquon Barkley. No. Okay. You finally see them play, and you get okay. Well, it's one thing to plan for a team in the offseason and think we're deep in a position, but offensively. The Jets and the Giants both stink. They both stink. And he, these are the two teams the Dallas Cowboys dominated. They played against another team we thought stunk, but look at that. And they wind up having all kinds of trouble, and they lose to the Cardinals. So let's throw it out there that maybe it's not the Cowboys being flat. Maybe the Cowboys are the Cowboys, and both teams they were able to work it up against are just really bad. Because watching both these teams, the Jets and the Giants, oh boy, they both look really bad. And this this football season in New York looks like it's going to be, hey, can I become a Bills fan for five minutes? Can I move to Western New York? Because both these teams stink. Stink well, out loud. One of the things watching the, the Cardinals game, because remember, I got a double dose when they took away the uh, the Bears Chiefs game to try to give me you know the TV equivalent of a mercy kill uh, as a uh, Bears fan uh, is watching that game. It was we're just punching you in the mouth repeatedly, right? The Cardinals went straight at them, and then you had opportunities, and and Dobbs got rid of the ball efficiently and cleanly. On the other side, when you're you're playing from behind, because right the the Cardinals jump out. And now you're playing from behind. It, it changes your whole offense, changes how you can play defense. 
right? You're not on your heels because you're from ahead. It's a lot easier for Micah Parsons to tee off, right? You, other than some random extraneous comments about what a player he is and MVP conversation, whatever else, there really wasn't a lot of mention of Micah Parsons for much of that game. Until all of a sudden, oh, he breaks through finally. It's like, okay, so you got to check the box as he finally got to Dobbs because he held the ball a little longer. Otherwise, they did a good job. James Conner is a guy playing with heart, and it's one of those teams. We talked about it a few years ago with Miami, and now Brian Flores and and his NFL you know, world and, and everything. But remember when they weren't very good, but they played hard. And we see a team like that once or twice a year, where there's a stretch of time where you're like, all right, they're not getting everything together, but they're battling into the fourth quarter before they give it away. And that was the Cardinals for the first two weeks of this season. Right? Mm-hmm. Battling leads into the fourth, and you're like, they're not very good, but they're hanging around, and you're going to get an effort. And here, you think you're going to come in and walk over, what was it, 84% of public bets and all sorts of parlays <laughs> and everything else were tied to this game that they were just going to walk over. And th- their whole strategy was just, all right, we're going to punch you in the mouth. We're going to shorten this game. We're going to have these long protracted drives. And to their credit, the defense also came, even with no Buda Baker, right, the most celebrated guy on that side of the the ball for them, they, they still had a great game plan and, and kept McCarthy guessing as a play caller. And Dak Prescott struggled terribly. I am looking at the Cowboys with a different lens than I did going into this week because they they look deer in headlights against the Cardinals. And maybe you're right. Maybe a little bit of it was they got punched in the mouth and they had a team come in and, and were prepared. And the, the Giants were flat and the Jets were, were very scared like they came in we don't want zach wilson to throw the ball more than three feet right we can't you can't well, do you, that you can't but do you it, abandon the run but right you, watched, you, you didn't you didn't use Bruce no, Hall, no. speed or Dal- dalvin cook oh, look, i don't look, know what look, dalvin look, cook look, is look. this but. jets giants thing is a complete and total total organizational failure it's not just on the yeah, quarterback yeah. this is complete complete but, but just and saying total. like in terms of philosophy right when you when you look at what your jets did a week ago they did nothing to try to save Zach Wilson. No, it's 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 he a, was sacrificed look, in their play calling. And I'm I'm going to say something in a few minutes. You're going to go, wait, what? And it's going not going to make sense. And then it's going to make sense. But for the Cowboys, it's okay. Yeah, they came out and and they were really full of themselves. And then they had this kind. Then they had this kind of of, of clunker. And it's it's not that in watching this game yesterday and watching watching them play, they looked much more normal right that like the Cardinals are able to normalize them mm-hmm. whereas they looked like they were 10 feet bigger than the Giants and the Jets those first two weeks well, the Cardinals normalized them and and they and they made Dak look well Dak looked like that and they looked like a Cowboys team that we've seen many times over the right. past six or seven years so if, if you had to ask me right now boy after what the Dallas Cowboys did the first two weeks but getting the second week now to see are these three games out of the Giants and Jets to go man their offense just are just terrible, right? These teams have played a total of 24 quarters, right? The Jets and the Giants, right? They played 24 quarters. Played four quarters in, in, in three games each. And the grand total of good offensive quarters by both of these teams is two. The third and fourth quarter, the Giants played against yeah. the Cardinals. Right. Okay. And the Cowboys couldn't get up, get it going against the Cardinals. Right. That's what that, I mean. Th- th- there's so much from this game that goes, boy. Don't you know? Don't sit here and just give me ah. Oh, the Cowboys were flat there. That no. Uh, maybe the two teams they played are just awful. 
right? Maybe they're just on. We said the same thing, hey, with Colorado and TCU. Boy, Colorado's big win over TCU. Yeah, well, is, is, is was the win over TCU good? After three weeks, look back and go, well, TCU's won two games, but haven't really played anybody. We don't still don't know how good TCU is. Mm-hmm. They were in the national title game the year before, but are they any good? A changeover, a lot you know, of, like we talked know. about it at the time. Yeah, it, it, you know, and th- and that's how it goes. Is is that you know maybe it takes a while to look and see how good teams are, but man, so far the, the Jets and Giants three games offenses are abysmal. Well, we keep going back to the change in the NFL when you talk about the preseason. Who plays, who doesn't, how much rep do you get? I mean, that's been the excuse-making for the Bengals all night. 19-9 lead inside three minutes as we sit here. But it's the, oh, Joe Burrow doesn't have the timing. It's like, you know what, you could just say he's having a bad game. You don't have to bring up the fact that he didn't get to practice a lot and whatever. Like, okay, the timing's off. That's fine. Give some credit to what's being done on the field. But what's great for the Cowboys coming up next, and this is one I know you're going to love, they play New England. Yeah. Say what you will. Mac mm-hmm. Jones, whether he's hitting people uh, below the belt again yeah, or whatever else. Yeah, I was worried Sauce Gardner. When I first saw that play, I'm like, oh, now he pulled his groin. And now Sauce Gardner got hurt and he's going to be out. I was actually glad to see he only allegedly got got Well, you could see the hand move by Mac Jones. Right, right. And then like, he throws okay. him to the side. Because that's better than, than him pulling his groin. No, I mean, to be 100%, honest. You know, that's 100%. better than that, yeah. But just to the point of against New England, say what you will. The defense can come to play, and they're always going to be. So can they punch them in the mouth the same way in Dallas? I don't know. Mm. Fun theater for week four. Twitter at how about a fresca, Mike, and Swollen Dome. So just maybe it's just the Jets and Giants stink, and <laughs> Dallas is okay. Uh, at the end of your first year, Discover Credit Cards automatically double all the cash back you earn. That's right. Everything you earned is doubled. Seriously, see terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Well, coming up next, more on the Bengals and the Rams. Two minutes left to go. Bengals trying to hold on, but the Rams are driving. And I will say something about a much maligned player in the NFL that's not going to make sense, and then it's going to make sense. Okay. Yeah. That's next right here from the TireRack.com studios. Jason and Mike. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, a little too little and a little too late for the Rams, who are going to lose to the Bengals 19-16. The Rams get a touchdown. Tutu Atwell catches a scoring pass from Matthew Stafford. Should have been a second of the game. Uh, The onside kick... Bengals were able to cover it up, and now they will be kneeling on the football for the final minute. Bengals are going to walk out of here with their first win of the season. They'll improve to one and two. The Rams will drop to one and two. And there's one play that's going to get a lot of attention off of this game. And I mean, and it it the reason I get mad about this is because there's no consistency with replay, both in the NFL and Major League Baseball. Not and you've heard that before, no consistency. But but what gets me more than that is that sometimes there seems to be a long, protracted, hey, we're looking for every reason to overturn this play than there is at other times. No, this is clearly not this clearly reception where, you know, the call stands or it's clearly overturned. But sometimes they go and they look, we're going to look so hard into this play and it, 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 there's no rhyme or reason to it. And and we're going to look so hard into this play, and we're going to overturn it. And that's what doesn't make sense because the rule for 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 replay is if there's clear evidence, you overturn it. If not, the call in the field stands. It's always been that way. Whatever iteration replay has had in the NFL, it's been there. First quarter, Tutu Atwell catches a pass. He's uh, skipping down the sideline. He's going to go out of bounds. Makes a great leap into the end zone for the touchdown. Except he's ruled out of bounds at the two because his foot comes down right at the sideline. It's called a touchdown on the field. And all the replays that you can see, it is impossible. It is impossible to tell if his entire foot came down out of bounds. Because he comes down on the balls of one of his foot, which is a great uh, body control uh, bit there by Tutu Atwell. Because he comes down on the balls of his feet knowing, hey, I don't know how close I am to the, to the out of bounds. But if I come down with my whole foot, maybe I'm out of bounds. But if not, I stay up in the air. And he's able to come down. One, you know, on the balls of his foot, and it, his foot goes down, but you cannot tell if his foot touches out of bounds. Can't tell. So he leaps into the end zone, and they call touchdown, but then they go back and look at it and say, no, overruled. And the Rams can't get in the end zone, so they settle for a field goal, which may have been, you're talking about 
minus four points for the Rams, which you don't know how the game would have gone. The game would have been a different game, but I know this. In a game, the Bengals won by three. You're talking about the Rams having four more points. The Rams would have had four more points in this game. And and I don't know why. And that that's what that's my big question is why does sometimes, hey, we we will overturn the most difficult of cases and other times we won't or we will just we'll just let yep rubber stamp it and it moves on but sometimes there's certain plays where no 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 we're going to look to see any moment right here to see that yep oh that yep that looks like his foot out my so we're going to overturn this and put the rams on the two yard line I, I don't understand that well but it's the disclosure thing right whenever we get these letters of apology and whatever else like in this case you overturn a, a touchdown well what did you see that we didn't Right, we've watched a replay of it. Is there another angle that shows conclusively that his cleat, as his foot's kind of askew, that that it touches the sideline? I mean, we don't see pellets fly up. Mm-hmm. We don't see any of that. You know, normal. Hey, that's pretty easy to see. You see the yeah. white start flying. So, like, what what's real? What's imagined? Right. We also have just bad officiating. Go back to that Amari Cooper play. Where there's no oh, chance sure. in hell yeah. Yeah. he, he ever touches the really? sideline. Yeah. Yeah. So you know we've we've got officiating issues all the time, but particularly when you go to replay and you're suddenly going to rule that as conclusive and reverse it, like the whole letter of the law is that if you still have a, a little bit of doubt, you're not guilty, or you're mm-hmm. not overturning. Mm-hmm. Right, and that and that's where we're at here. Uh, and for the Rams, look, that was the only drive that they looked competent until the final drive where they got into clock management issues much like the yeah. Vikings and the Bengals were yesterday. playing softer because yeah. they have a 10 point lead but, yeah. but you know you get down inside the five and also we're running the football and not yeah. showing any level of urgency hi O'Connell <laughs> hi Captain Kirk uh, but we'll get to them uh, soon enough but yeah in this particular case it's again one of those I want transparency and the, what else did you yeah, say? And the call, whatever the call was, if they said he was out of bounds, the call on the field was out of bounds, because I couldn't tell on the replay, oh, hey, yeah, no, no, absolutely he was in bounds. No, I couldn't tell if his foot came down Right, but that's so got to go up say, into the okay. broadcast booth on a yeah. Monday Night Football, like, here's yeah. what they said happened, here's the still. Yeah, look, this that is... That shows conclusively yeah. his cleats out of bounds. Whatever the call on the field was, that needed to be the call in the game, right? It needed to be the call in the game. And if they ruled him out of bounds, then they ruled him out of bounds. They ruled he's in, ruled him inbounds, inbounds a touchdown, right? He, you know, it's a great run. It's a, it's a reverse. He gets into the end zone, and and for some reason, oh, we're gonna look at this play extra hard. Why are we looking at this play extra hard and find a way to reverse it when there clearly is no evidence to reverse it? This is why I want, as you said, I want transparency with the review process and all sport. And what do we, what have we never gotten? Transparency. We have never gotten transparency on the review process. And I don't want to get too, uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a conspiracy theory here well, about I it. mean, but it was a big night for Burrowhead. Yeah, I mean, look, you're risking your season. Right? We saw Burrow the line man. move when he when he was declared uh, active for this one, right? Yeah, elevate a practice squad guy, all that stuff. But tell me, you know, going from him to Jake Browning at Burrowhead, mm-hmm. is it a bigger deal? And the fact that he's playing and played tonight and at times – they were able to open it up a little bit. The The game plan early on was some Joe Mixon and short passing attempts, try to keep uh, Aaron Donald and company from jumping on top of him. But you just signed this new deal, all this stuff, and in game three of the year against the Rams, you're risking your franchise quarterback's health against this. So, yeah, normally I'm not a script conspiracy whatever guy. 
But I, I could go down that highway with you a little ways here before I, I jump out of the car, kind of like the hitcher or things like that, where I realize things are going badly for me. <laughs> but, but certainly, you know, there was a lot riding on this game for Cincinnati already at 0-2, having dropped two divisional games. Yeah, we can't. Oh, man. Can we help them out a little bit? They look so sweet in those white uniforms and the white helmets. Can we help them out a little bit? Yeah, let's rule them out of bounds here at the two. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what guy. I, I would talk to the official and that, say, that what's lends that call? to people being able yeah. to write those columns. Oh, of course. Right? Obviously, yeah. you and I are doing a tongue in cheek and having some fun at it, but it's it's what gets people joking about scripts to where you start getting critical mass believing. Yeah, it's all for show. They already know who's going to play in front of Usher in, in the Super Bowl in Vegas anyway. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike. It's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. Now, let's get to the Jets here for a second. Right, oh, we'll have more okay, on this sure. game come. Let's get to the Jets here for a second. I just want to say this. <sighs> Take a deep breath. There's okay. the emotion that we talked about last hour with what I saw yesterday, and then there's this. Zach Wilson... Is terrible, right? We, we, we know the guy has had more than enough chance to prove that he can get it done in the NFL and he can't. And what did you see from him? What did you see yesterday? He's still scared to throw the football downfield. I don't know that the Jets com- com- attempted more than four passes longer than 10 yards. Think about that for a second. In an NFL game, I don't know that he threw the ball four times more than 10 yards in the air. And that's, and that's something. He started the game by turtling and going down for a sack when he was untouched, mm-hmm. and he ended the game by throwing the ball to the line of scrimmage on fourth and ten. That's, that, that, that's the bookend of Zach Wilson's day, right? He's terrible, and he is unfixable. Now, you almost converted a, a bit of a Hail Mary. Did. That yeah. would have given you a W. Yeah. No, it would And all of a sudden, it's, Zach, Zach, yeah. Zach. Hey, Randall Cobb comes down with that ball. ball. Right, I know. Uh, but he doesn't. <laughs> and it and, and it's just but another, you know what, hey, it's one more twist of the knife, right? I'm not just going to stab you in the gut and watch you bleed to death. I'm going to do it with a serrated edge knife, and then I'm going to lift it up at Ooh. the end like John Wick and make sure you just bleed out all the way through. No, I see. Okay. Now, the Jets need a new quarterback because it's not all Zach Wilson's fault. That's what I'm going to think about that. It's not all They need Zach a new quarterback because it's not all Zach Wilson's fault, right? Now, follow me on this. Zach Wilson's bad, but seeing him play put into light problems that the Jets have that we didn't think they had prior to the season. Hey, Rodgers has his receivers. Hey, the offensive line got a couple of pro bowlers. Everything is fine. And what have we seen without Aaron Rodgers? The Jets wide receivers outside of Garrett Wilson – they're all terrible. Nobody's oh, sure. open, right? Nobody's open. It's not like there was Zach Wilson missed receivers open all the time. He missed Garrett Wilson open a bunch, which I don't know how you miss Garrett Wilson. He's the guy you look at first on every play. But he missed a lot. He missed a lot of Garrett Wilson being open. Did he miss a lot of Alan Lazard being open? A lot of Randall Cobb being open? No. So the Jets have just pedestrian wide receivers, and they don't scare anybody. New England down three defensive backs, three cornerbacks, played the Jets straight up man-to-man all day yesterday because they knew Zach wasn't good Mm -hmm. and the Jets' wide receivers are bad. They dominated their offensive line. The Jets tried to move people around because of injuries, and that didn't go well. Right? Well, just get after him. Make him make a decision, which he's scared to do. So, And that gets into the point, is that – so. A quarterback covers that stuff up. Aaron Rodgers covers that stuff up because he gets rid of the ball. He finds the right receiver. Uh, he has a he has a, a bit of a um, he has a bit of a connection with Lazard and with 
Cobb, and you know he has one with Garrett Wilson after playing with him all summer. So a quarterback covers up those things. Zach Wilson's not going to cover those things up. So reason one why they need a new quarterback, he's not covering those things up. Secondly, reason why they need a new quarterback is because this, a lot of this, is on the Jets coaching staff. And this is what bothered me when they hired Robert Sala, who was a great guy, great decision, but he's the head coach of the defense. Right, that that's he's the head coach of the defense, and offensively, when you're a quarterback and you come into the league, and all you're told for two years is don't screw up, don't screw up, don't screw. And you get Zach Wilson saying, "I just got to not make mistakes." Blah, blah, blah. You don't draft the guy number two overall to be someone to hand the ball off and well, throw but the that's ball the five mantra, feet, right? right? Don't, don't screw don't, up. Don't screw up. Turn the ball over. Don't throw yeah. it into traffic. Right. Your defense. Slash run game should be enough to carry you. You drafted the wrong guy for that. You draft. You want to run an offense that is, you know, 2023 modern NFL, not like it's 1985. And that's Robert Sala, who is not an offensive coach. And when you keep drilling that into your quarterback's head, don't screw up, don't screw up, don't screw up, of course you're going to be afraid to throw the football downfield. He doesn't know what he sees on the field. I, I know I don't want to make take the chance and throw it downfield anymore. I, I don't I, I, I don't know why they took that strategy with Wilson, who is not that kind of quarterback. He's a guy that, let me get outside the pocket and use my arm strength and throw off the wrong foot. That's kind of what I do. What's the one drive they had yesterday where you look good? Where they kind of went fast and then went down the field and scored middle a touchdown. Of the, middle of the fourth right? quarter was a great drive. This is, yeah. a, this is a horrible job by the coach, by Robert Sala, who has mismanaged Zach Wilson since he walked in that building, and now Nathaniel Hackett, who I don't know what kind of plays he's calling. I, I, really, I really don't know why we're throwing the football here. Here, why we're doing this. You know, Joe Namath was tweeting about the he's tweeting as much as I was about the game yesterday, saying, This seems organizational to me. Zach is making plays that aren't instinctive to the quarterback position. And and yeah, because he's being told, don't screw up, don't screw up, don't screw up. Well, when you're told when all you're told is that, you're gonna get afraid. And Zach's afraid and he's unfixable. The only thing I can say, hey, you're playing the Chiefs on Sunday now, they're gonna score fifty points. Let him throw. Just let him do his well, thing. But we if joked he throws six interceptions, week. he throws six interceptions. You're gonna lose anyway, because the Chiefs are better than you are. So if you maybe you find something, because he's still gonna be the quarterback this week, even though he shouldn't be, he's still gonna be a quarterback. <laughs> let him throw the football. Let him do is let him just throw the football wherever the hell he wants to throw the football. Maybe he can uh, make a connection with Taylor Swift up mm. in a booth. But oh, I mean, she, she lives out that Got way. So that maybe, maybe okay. it's right, you right. know a home and home kind okay. of thing going on. Okay. But okay. when we look at the your Jets, I mean, we joked about it last week. Is is why I was going to interject. I mean, what did the Chiefs just do? Dismantled the Bears. We joked about, hey, make that trade, Wilson for Fields, add some compensation, go through. Obviously, nod and a wink and a, and a joke, but it's the same thing in Chicago. Even though Eberflus in his uh, presser today, it was glorious. Uh, we're close. Close to what? Close to what, coach? But with Justin Fields, it's very much the same thing. It's like, all right, you're going to play this way instead of the guy you were building towards. Instead of us grabbing what you do well and ascending to that. Right, you're you're not going to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson if you're Zach Wilson in traffic because a turnover is crushing. Right, the one thing, don't put your defense in a bad position. Right, short fields, whatever else, and so you don't turn it over, and you're also still not running the football. Now, when we we get down to it organizationally, what's the what's the other thing in common? Your coach, coach of the Bears, defensive guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and both with, you know, the the guy that they didn't necessarily want. 
<laughs> at helming uh, at that position. So when we we look at and going back and watching the the Jets Patriots, literally until that final drive, there was no no juice whatsoever. And then finally, it's like, all right, you're playing fast. You're not thinking. You're not going through those processes. And you you get a touchdown drive out of it. It's like, all right, we got ourselves a game. Mm. Unless we didn't. So just he needs to be replaced because it's not all his fault. And now you understand exactly why. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We'll have big breakdowns of Monday Night Football coming up in about 10 minutes, but, you know, I hate hate to say I told you so. We always hate to say I told you so. (laughs) It was a couple weeks ago, actually it was three weeks ago, We talked about Russell Wilson and the Broncos on this show and what scared us about this team. And I got the tweet from early September. Zero talk in the offseason about 
how good things would be with Sean Payton now running things in Denver. No talk about how Wilson mastered the offense. No talk about how Sean Payton is in sync with Russell Wilson. Mainly it's been all growing pains and Sean Payton being upset and and talking through the media about other teams and and other things going on. We're not going to wear hats. We're not going to wear glasses. We're not going to do any of that. It's like like Sean Payton was trying trying to communicate with Russell Wilson through the media and we said this could get ugly fast this is early part of september and then i remember last week we said you know what sean payton's lost his fastball oh and two and we didn't even get into the ridiculousness of of calling a timeout against the end of the game against the commanders when you're going to kick a field goal in the final two minutes which was ridiculous thing in week two and then you have this lack of effort on sunday to lose 70 to 20 because teams don't lose 70 to 20 in the nfl um we told you it was it was it could get ugly. Sean Payton's not in sync. There was no good signs. Now I wonder honestly if Payton's going to make it through the entire season. Ooh, this is his big comeback, right? This is his big comeback, and you know he doesn't want to leave because I'm not going to leave a job that's not finished. But you know this is something that Russell Wilson, the rest of his career is at stake, and Sean Payton, the rest of his career is. At, but if this is bad, and all of a sudden you this team looks like they have checked out. Does Sean Payton make it through the whole season? How many how many games do you have to lose? And especially when you don't see an effort to think that, okay, it's not that they're not rallying behind Russell Wilson. They're not rallying behind what they're being put out there for. So I wonder if he's going to be like Urban Meyer where he doesn't even make it to the end of the wow, season. Wow, that is an interesting uh, angle to it. I wonder how consistently you get drummed. I haven't done the advanced scouting on their schedule. Uh, I know we got the Bears uh, – Broncos are, are one of the uh, – that might actually be next in this disaster of a season. But when we, we look at the – because I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, that's October 1st. Uh, Denver goes to Chicago. And, oh, and then they play the Jets. So back-to-back weeks, buddy. Uh, the chaos ensues. You lose those two uh, before a date with Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, all of Denver, I mean, there's someone running around with a fiddle as it burns because uh, he's getting short with uh, reporters already. All right, he's starting to get uh, a, a little bit salty. They announced nobody getting fired yet. But the lack of effort, sure, they got absolutely run over. And while you, you can't pin it all, and, and I saw people really taking up for Russell Wilson, uh, it, it's okay. It's okay to recognize the guy's not, not great anymore and that he's just a guy. It's okay. You know, you don't have to defend him. He's not the Russell Wilson of five years ago. And if you really want to keep that energy, go back and explain to me what happened in his final year of Seattle while you're at it or last year. You can't blame it all on coaching when you've got a guy in his mid-30s that's, you know, been in everybody's mouths as one of the greats of this era. Uh, you're supposed to be able to bridge that gap. you got enough receivers. You've got talent. Uh, Garrett Bowles reduced to tears. Uh, at his locker, it's seven years of the same damn stuff mm. is what he's at. So no quick fixes. Uh, maybe an early out. Look at that. Doesn't seem right. He's making a lot of money, but get you back lose to Fox. like this. That changes everything. Changes everything. I mean, Urban Meyer came back to Fox. <laughs> we got more coming up next. NFL Monday Night Football, Fox. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.